0: Focus on what we can control instead of what we can't. Having a negative thought? Go do something positive. Tell yourself, I'm okay right now. As difficult and often painful news of the pandemic continues to inundate our lives, I found Brad Smallwood, licensed marriage and family therapist to be a veritable encyclopedia of coping skills. Brad also recommends being of service from picking up a couple groceries for your neighbor to having food delivered to the staff at your local hospital. He even touts exercise and dieting tips. For example, what happens when we try to mask our anxiety with sugar? And lastly, once this is all over, does Brad believe that any of the good changes we have seen will actually stick? Listen and find out. My name is Benjamin Rusick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast, Look, Just Tell Me What To Do. So I'm here again today with...
1: Brad Smallwood. And
0: Brad, what are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about this whole COVID thing and how to cope with it. That's right. So this is Coping with COVID.
0: We are going to shoot the shit for a few minutes and talk about stuff and vent. Go Joe Rogan on this crap. And then we're (laughs) going to get into the meat of the podcast, which will be coping skills, such as setting a schedule, establishing your support system, replacing negative thoughts with positive actions, which I thought was so cool. But let's start by shooting the shit. Because I I need to, because I've been sitting around all day
1: staring at my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Fire away.
0: How are your patients coping? What are you seeing?
1: For the most part, I think everybody's adapted fairly well. There's some people, um, just the obvious scramble of like some of my people have children and so they have to be at home and watch children when they can't be at school. Some of my kids are out of school. Actually, all of my kids at this point are out of school, whether they're at college, boarding school, here locally. Oh, wow. Some are treating this like the best thing that's ever happened. Some are already (laughs) pretty upset. But in terms of people's ability to like adapt, after Monday, I went to virtual appointments only, meaning FaceTime, Zoom. That's gone surprisingly well. One thing I've appreciated about the video is all of my people, I now know what their like room or their home office <laughs> looks like. It's funny. Some of the kids, I have their parents email me like, his room is a mess. And I look, I'm like, you know, it's not that bad now that I've seen it objectively myself. So right.
0: I covered this in a different podcast, but I want to ask you about it. What are you seeing that's good?
1: I think it's such a good thing to like name right now just the good stuff that's going on out there because we're just bombarded in the news. I turned on CNN the other day and it was like, this changes everything. I'm like, that didn't give me any sense of peace. No. Um, I think it's important that we're like even looking for silver linings. A place around the corner from me, this restaurant, they're making no money, but they're these two Bosnian like refugees. Uh-huh. They're just out front selling meals for five fifty in cash. Wow. So cool. I get so almost like choked up when you think about how cool that is when people are underwater, you know, and just like, hang on. I yeah. can actually do something really cool right now. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I'm not necessarily secretive about who I am as a therapist. So I, I let my clients know, like, I'm a married dude. I, I even let them know that my wife is an ER nurse. And so I had a client email me this weekend saying, hey, I've got a bunch of uh, N95 masks in my garage. I'd, uh-huh. I'd, I'll give them to you. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll swing by your house and grab them. So that's definitely not like a, I don't know if a psychoanalyst would ever do that with a client. Um, they'd be like, well, how dare you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I had another client say, hey, I know I've got a really prime time slot. If someone else needs it, uh, I'd be happy to meet you at an earlier time so I have more flexibility. Oh, wow. I know that San Francisco, we spend a lot of time beating up on the tech community. Facebook gave all their employees one thousand dollars each. These are full time benefited employees, and everybody's like, "Why do the techies get a thousand bucks?" But are one of my clients and some of the people on his kind of on their Slack channel or whatever, uh-huh. they're all getting together to be like, "We we earn enough money to live with this thousand dollars. Let's all pool this to give to the food service workers who are not benefited, Aww. not Facebook employees."
0: Yeah, one of my dreams is if I were ever a billionaire or whatever, just to go around on Christmas and give $100 bills to all the muni drivers. You know? Oh, that'd be so cool. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to do something like that?
1: You could do that if you were a hundred thousandaire and just hated money. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> yes, you could. Huh?
0: Anything else good you want to cover?
1: People are being nice to each other. I remember September 11th really well. One thing that I really noticed was just the general courtesy Right. That people had like it was like oh wait hang on we've been kind of being dicks to each other just because we can yeah and even just like people kind of giving you that extra like if you guys pull up at the stop sign at the same time kind of giving you that nod or even like socially distant appropriate hellos one thing that unifies us right now is that we are all stressed and worried we're all in this together it doesn't matter if you're a rich dude a poor dude yeah. whatever and that's why we got to work as a team too
0: yeah i walked up to the golden gate bridge for the second time this week everyone's out there smiling at you it's weird i thought all these women were attracted to me but really they were just being nice maybe they were no they weren't they could have been i'm
1: certain of it (laughs) I (laughs) I, i i don't know i think we're kind of cold here on the west coast like i think that like we have no choice but to kind of thaw out right now and just be a little bit cooler to each other and i'm definitely trying to practice i'm not perfect
0: i've I've always thought you're perfect did you oh yeah oh cool one of us (laughs) um you're seeing some garbage you don't like as well what are you seeing that you don't like
1: um you know how do i say this um say it however you want to say it all right say it how brad would say it the thing that bothered me the most came from the therapy community um day two of the quarantine sent an email out emailing us all a letter template that he sent to his landlord essentially saying hey office space is a thing of the past. Here's the stats on coronavirus. Really essentially telling a landlord like, you better seriously consider having my rent or I'm not going to resign. And I understand, you know, it's expensive to rent an office, but at the same time, in that moment, that's really acting kind of selfishly. Yeah. It's it's for one, it's day two of this whole it's predatory. lockdown. It's, it's predatory. At least my perspective on my landlord, I pay the market rate. I would love to pay less, but like at the end of the day, like they're the ones that provide me my room that enable me to be successful in what I do. Yeah. If they're unable to pay their rent, I can't do what I do. I have a hard time in these times when there's like profiteering
0: also entitlement. We're all trying to get through this together and to use that sense of, hey, let's help each other to like, you must help me and you must do it this way is really kind of awful. Yeah.
1: Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Again, having a wife that works in the ER right now, I mean, she's just, oh yeah, she's at work right now. Can you
0: talk about that for a minute? Sure. How's she doing? What's, what's it like working in the ER?
1: Well, my wife was one of those people when things get crazy, like in the world, she just rises to the challenge. That's another thing I've seen that's cool in all people right now. She's like, yep, I'm going to work. Um, she's a nurse. She's a nurse.
0: What is she seeing?
1: I mean, there's sick people coming in. But at the same time, so far, they've got enough staffing. People are coming to the hospital for no reason. I think you get a lot of like worried, kind of neurotic people a lot of the time. They come in for anxiety.
0: I saw something really haunting this morning that I will never forget. I was uh, walking to the Lion Street steps. This is in San Francisco, though, folks, for those of you who don't know. Um, This was up in Pack Heights, which is probably one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the world. And I was walking up Broadway and there was this family, it looked like a family, kind of hustling out into the street. There was a guy with a mask on and gloves, white gloves and white mask, what looked like maybe the mom, I don't know. And this girl, she looked like she must have been about 14, 15, um, lanky, in a pale blue bathrobe and slippers. And looked like what looked like her brother had her arm around her, and she's crying and she's terrified. And she's like, like, it, it like she thought she was going to die. Wow. And they were, they, they just kind of hustled her across the street, and she's just wailing and like, oh my God, I don't know what. I didn't really know what was happening, but they put her in the back of the car and drove off. And it was, it was so creepy and, wow. and, and terrifying to watch. It's like this. And for some reason, seeing them walk out of one of those giant houses made it even stranger. And I I can't put my finger on why, but it was just, it was a moment.
1: Have you ever worked somewhere where people are actually having really bad, debilitating panic attacks?
0: Well, yeah. uh, Rehabs, you
1: know. Huh, okay.
0: But I've never seen anything like this because this, this she, it was like she was being led to her death. It was a a different sound. It was a different quality of... It was like, what am I hearing? I have not heard that before in my life. What is coming out of this person? Like, you know those videos, those cat videos where cats get really, really scared and they make that really strange. <laughs> yes. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know cats could do that. Huh. It was kind of like that, but for a human being and much more upsetting to listen to. Wow. And it was just this little girl in a bathrobe and slippers and the f- crossing Broadway. You Weird. Know, at, at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Oof.
1: Yeah. yeah the city's interesting right now it was funny my drive over here right now i actually i drove over here the same way i always drive over here Uh but the city looked different when i was driving down masonic it's like i had a clear shot with no traffic lights yeah and like no cars yeah no cars but what i was going to say about like where my wife works uh she's at uc san francisco um don't go visit her guys um It's like a 15-minute line to get in right now as an employee. Uh They ask you questions, whether you're symptomatic or not. They got these tents. It's the real deal. I mean, I think San Francisco so far is doing an excellent job. I think it's going to be human panic more than the illness that is a determining factor. And I don't think people necessarily recognize, like, they say, oh, it's just a mild flu, what we got. It's like, yes, you're right. It is. It's, It's something like that. But at the same time... If the medical workers start getting sick, you could seriously have an issue on your hand where if more people come in sick than there are beds and ventilators, yeah. it's not that it's a mild flu, it's just that all of a sudden there's a lot of sick people and you've got a, a system of care that's already under-resourced, overburdened. So. Well,
0: the death rate is, so far, much higher than the flu. And if, if y'all want to know what 3% of 250 million people looks like, it's a lot
1: of people. It's a lot. I hope that we look back on this and all the things that we said, like, you know, we're kind of wrong with the doom and gloom, but I remember after September 11th, it was like thinking all these trajectories and these theories after like a week yeah. when really we should have just sat back and been like, we don't know anything, something bad happened. Let's focus on doing better. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit that way now. So I'm just trying to kind of like as much as I can not jump to conclusions.
0: Um, you know, a friend of mine said, Ben, you know, nobody knows, get the best information you can and live your life, you know, to be safe.
1: Exactly. What can we really control right now? Very little. Very little. We can be influential yeah. in some ways. One thing that we can control is the way that we act and the way yeah. that we behave. You know, one of the mantras that I took away from one of the podcasts was uh, Jack Kornfield, who's uh, the Spirit Rock guy up in Marin. Uh-huh. And he said something really cool, like when everything's kind of cycling around you, just to kind of take a step back and be like, I'm okay right now. Yeah. And that's that's been helpful for me this week, even. You yeah. know, when I kind of look, I'm like... Oh, man, everybody's going to drop off. Are people going to be able to pay? Am I going to lose my contract with so-and-so? Blah, blah, blah. And I just go, I'm okay right now. Yeah. That's That's been really helpful. That's
0: a good one. Something good has come out of Marin County, folks.
1: <laughs> Who knew? Such a thing could happen. I don't know if Jack Cornfields originally from Marin County, but they've adopted him as their, their very own he's the deity. He's the mascot.
0: Oh, he's the local deity.
1: <laughs> he's probably so awesome. The local
0: white he, male deity. He's probably such a County.
1: great guy. And it's like, I just, I love everything that comes out of this guy's mouth. All right.
0: Well, God bless you. Mr. Cornfield,
1: Thanks, Jack Cornfield.
0: <laughs> Even though you live in a very bad place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Ben uh, hates Marin, guys. Well, yes. Yes. I talked about it on my other podcast. I fessed up that the reason I hate Marin is because uh, my life sucked while I was in Marin and I blamed Marin. It, it really wasn't Marin's fault. But that's another story. Anyway, let's talk more coping mechanisms. Let's keep talking about anxiety. Sure. You talked about anxiety as an old friend. Can you say more about that?
1: Uh, One thing that I find helpful when working with people in anxiety, I make it very clear that anxiety actually serves a function in our lives. Uh In some ways, it's helpful and we're not going to get rid of it. For one, it's, can you identify that you're anxious and how do you feel it? But then more than that, almost being playful and curious with it, being like, hello, old friend. This is anxiety coming to visit me again. You'll be here for about two to three hours from our last visit.
0: Keep me awake at night as I stare into the darkness.
1: And you're going to have to go away soon. But I appreciate you showing up to keep me safe. But I got it from here. So don't say, hello, my old friend Vodka, when that comes up. <laughs> no. You. <laughs> no, you, you greet anxiety as the emotion that it is, just like when you get happy. It's not going to last forever and you might as well like try to understand what is behind it and sometimes there's something to do about it very oftentimes there's not other than to recognize it and then set it go set it go sorry man set it free
0: set it free you can find let it go and set it free (laughs) (laughs) you okay brad you check your temperature
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm sweating over here, guys. You, no. you should be.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I said something wrong. <laughs> all right. The next one I really liked was replacing negative thoughts with positive action.
1: Part of anxiety, when I say like greeting like an old friend, it's also like kind of treating it like a language that you know. And uh-huh. so when you recognize that there's anxiety, there's coping skills and there's things that you can do. And so one way of showing agency over that negative thought or a better way to coexist with the negative thought is when you have it, do something positive. And that's really easy. That doesn't mean like call your grandma, even though maybe that would be a positive thing. Right. But just wash a few cups in your sink, sweep up a little bit, go outside and check the mail. Maybe send a text message to an older neighbor right now and see like, hey, can I grab anything from you at the grocery store? Right. Do something like take a negative thing and do something that is actionable and positive.
0: That sounds like the kind of the opposite action rule. Have you heard of that one?
1: I think so. Uh,
0: it's it's a larger category. I think of what you're saying. It's which,
1: called acting the opposite, right?
0: Like if you don't want to smile, smile. If you want to isolate, go outside. If you want to, you know, drop a bomb on your neighbor's house, go over and give them like a flowers and <laughs> whatever. So making podcasts is doing something good instead of just sitting on my behind. Uh, I'm making chicken soup right now. It's You can probably smell it.
1: If there is an olfactory function to this podcast, it's very delicious soup.
0: I'm having a really hard time exercising. Like I took a long-ass walk, but I really know I need to run, and I hate running. So Brad and I do jiu-jitsu, and Brad also surfs and goes to the gym because he's a crazy person. I just do jujitsu and yoga, and I can't do either of those things. At least, I mean, I can do yoga, but it's stupid to do yoga by yourself. And it's <laughs> not, dude. Yes, it is. How must I do yoga when I'm not surrounded by beautiful women from the marina? It's impossible.
1: That sounds like a you thing, Ben. It's, so? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you.
0: It's the only thing that keeps me You're like in there, you're like dying, and there's like the most beautiful people. And I'm going to include men in that too, because the men in the marina are just, they're-, they're Yeah, like, they're, they're something else. They're and it's very, just like, you're just like, you're looking around, okay, yeah, okay, chiseled. I've got I've chiseled humans all around yeah. me must keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do that at home. <laughs> I'm like, what am I competing with? The The kitchen table?
1: You're competing with yourself, Ben. No. Yeah. I don't care about that. You got to win that war with yourself, Ben. <clears throat> um, yeah, no jujitsu. It sucks. It's a real bummer.
0: Yeah. I
1: go five or six days a week, and now I can't go at all.
0: Yeah. What are you doing for exercise?
1: I'm surfing. Thank God the waves have been pretty fun last few days. You know, it's crazy. I really think that they're going to shut down the beaches because everybody's going and it looks like Southern California right now. Really? So like the whole social distancing thing at the beach, like, yeah, it's like, we're all guilty because we all want to get outside. I'm staying away from people being in the oceans fine. You're not going to spit or yeah. get germs on anybody, but uh, I've had to start running again. Where do you run? Wherever the world takes me. I've been running the Stanyan Steps, and I ran the beach on Ocean Beach yesterday. I ran around uh, Noe Valley near my office. Mm -hmm. You know what's crazy about running around a neighborhood? You realize you don't know the neighborhood very well if you're just driving around stressed out trying to park all the time. Right, right, right. So that's been kind of cool. I think right now when we're kind of talking about coping skills, because everybody's schedule as we know it, we can't go into work. We can't do our... Our social functions, jujitsu is incredibly social. Even if people go to happy hours, not really my thing. Like that's important for a lot of people. So I think a lot of people are going to start to struggle after this week. I I feel like this last week was like, ha ha, like I get to work remote. I think this is going to be a lot longer than a couple weeks. People are going to start losing work. And I think the despair is going to set in. So as we're talking about, you know, what we can control versus what we can't control. Yeah. Creating a schedule every day. I wake up every morning at the same time. I, I make my coffee. I yeah. I make it the night before and that gives me a little sense of peace. Map out your day so at least you have a visual of, okay, here's what I do at eight o'clock. Here's what I do at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, if there's some work. Okay, like from eleven to twelve, go exercise. The reason that's important is people, even though they say they like change, people in practice don't like change. And this is a great example of that. Patterns are psychological rituals that bring you comfort. Sure. When those are all thrown off, that is going to cause a certain amount of distress. And so within that, we have to create this ability to like have a little bit of mastery and control of our environment. And it's not that hard to say on Saturday at 11am, I'm going to do laundry. (laughs) <laughs> and then at 12 30 i'm gonna eat if you write these things down i mean there's even a bullet point option mm-hmm. in the iphone notes really keeping a structure and sticking to it is mm-hmm. one of the ones that i think is really important right now mm-hmm. in maintaining if like if you were a jujitsu guy or you were a yoga person or you were into barry's boot camp or soul cycle or i don't know what else do something else. Go for walks. Walking's great for you. I guess Steve Jobs like to go on like walks for meetings. Is there something about walking that stimulates the brain?
0: Yeah, I do really better therapy when I'm walking on the phone and talking. That's why I don't like doing FaceTime. Cause I'm I'm walking and I can walk anywhere and talk and I feel like I'm way
1: more engaged. Huh. No, that makes sense.
0: Um, so focus on what you control and your schedule is definitely something you can control. Uh, being of service you wrote. Can you talk about that? How can you be in service when you can't leave the house besides making podcasts?
1: Oh man, being in service. I think we're going to see a shift in how important it is that we're actually all adding value to our community. Uh I think that we've kind of lost sight of that and it's been kind of me, me, me. We're all guilty of this. If we're going to move through this effectively, we need to be helping. And so acts of service, what that looks like, even just bringing in your neighbor's Amazon boxes and putting them in front of their house. Buy someone a cup of coffee that doesn't know they're going to get a cup of coffee. At Phil's, you can be like, can I pay for two cups of coffee? And the next person gets a free cup. They'll fully do that. Really? Yeah. You can pay people's tolls behind you.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: That's pretty neat. What else? Uh, call people and just call people to see how they're doing. I live in a world of text messaging my friends. And just recently, I've been FaceTiming them, asking them how they're doing, not even talking about the COVID as much as possible. Just genuinely checking on them. Right. Um Look at those guys! Like basically, their restaurant is going to go under, right. and they're sitting there giving out food to people. That is an act of service. Oh, here's another one. Okay, Escape from New York Pizza did this. I got a text the other day. The the owner from Escape from New York Pizza. He's a jujitsu guy, Tim. He goes, Hey, where's your wife work? I go UCSF. He goes, Okay. We're donating a bunch of pizzas. They donated 21 pizzas to, wow. to UCSF staff. I mean, I got chicken skin talking about that. Wow. That was so nice of him. And my wife and all of her coworkers, so appreciated that. Right. And he's got a business to run. He's probably got to worry about like laying people off right now. He cannot operate at full capacity. No way. Here, here's another one. This is for the jujitsu community. And if this is within your means, don't cancel your gym membership. Yeah, Keep paying. This is a huge one. All of our, our jujitsu instructors who who make our lives awesome. Like those dudes don't make a tremendous amount of money. So keep paying your gym fees if you can.
0: You also wrote, of course, eat well, folks. Um, You might as well.
1: People eat sugary food to get a sense of safety. I mean, we get dopamine. I think it's dopamine and serotonin from eating sugar foods. So when we binge eat crappy food, right. it gives us a sense of safety. It'll actually reduce our anxiety. There is no such thing as like a physiological or biological free lunch. So when all that sugary stuff kind of leaves our body, guess what's replaced? The worst feeling of anxiety than what we were trying to replace in the first place. So, And if you've looked at my Instagram stories, I eat ice cream sometimes, so... You know, I I'm, I'm no oh, saying here.
0: Can I say something? Go ahead. So, I've been eating pretty well this week. Bob's Donuts is open? Oh, no way. And I went and I had three really large donuts. Man, you, that's with a lo- okay. A tall glass of milk all by myself. <laughs> and no one could stop me. Oh. <laughs> and now I feel terrible. <laughs>
1: But just, just be mindful, like, you know, like eat reasonable meals, like put actual fuel in your body, not junk. We're talking about, we're trying to feel better here right now and feel less anxious.
0: Yeah. Um, and please don't drink. I know it sounds stupid
1: because we're cooped up and we want to drink, but folks. You, you see the funny memes right now. It's just like, okay, day five of quarantine, blah, blah, blah. People don't recognize... Their anxiety when they're hungover is alcohol withdrawal. I mean, you're having a medical response to being intoxicated. And so if you want to do like the worst thing for your anxiety and uncertainty and doubt and fear of the future. Uh Uh-huh. Drink alcohol right now. (laughs) If you just want to see how dark it can get, yeah, drink to excess and do drugs. Finish that bottle of wine. So don't do that, guys. If you like to drink, drinking will be there. But we're talking about time right now, where we're trying to show up as our best selves, and what that looks like is fueling ourselves, being kind, Mm -hmm. and not just to others but to ourselves. Alcohol, you know, some people can handle it better than others, but it's definitely not something I'd put in the, the coping skill toolbox
0: um establishing your support system
1: totally another one that is really important we've grown more and more isolated you know we're all guilty of this focusing on our business, focusing on our work, focusing on ourselves. This is one of those times where it's like, we have to rely on the community and sometimes we have to reestablish those connections. So calling people more often, you know, offering yourself to others, if you can be helpful to them, whether that's again, like buying groceries for them or offering to pick something up for them if they can't.
0: My mom is quarantined over in Cal Hollow and uh, hi mom. We do an exchange of prisoners where, cause I get packages delivered there and then I'll go over and pick up my packages and bring her groceries Uh, solid yeah i thought so yeah um provided everything of course is sprayed down with bleach and probably inedible by the time
1: it gets to her but this experience that we're going through right now because we're in isolation i mean the worst thing you can do to a prisoner in prison is to isolate him yeah and we're essentially i mean our lives are pretty easy i got a tv and a couch Uh food i got a dog who's pretty funny it's pretty it's pretty good
0: watch funny movies on netflix don't watch the news watch netflix don't watch the news watch amazon
1: there's hours of stand-up comedy on netflix it's so funny it's so good humans have the rare ability to turn something fairly tragic into something funny. That's like something we're able to do miraculously. Yeah, It's a huge part of like therapy for some people. Who's the guy that's really funny that just released? There's this guy, Burt Kreischer. That guy's so funny, man. He's got a new Netflix special. And I I was sitting on the couch the other day all by myself laughing. I was howling like a monkey. I was laughing so hard. Yeah.
0: I think that covers enough coping skills for now. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before I move on to the next subject?
1: Uh, One thing I always point out is like anxiety is a fear of the future it's regret for the future it's conspiracy theories about yourself and really mm. it is basically like putting a bunch of chips in the future that actually have no basis
0: conspiracy theories about yourself
1: that's what anxiety is did man You make that up no one of my clients did really one of my 16 year olds came in and goes uh. my anxiety is conspiracy theories who about is myself. this
0: 16 year old you can't tell HIPAA, me HIPAA, dude HIPAA,
1: fuck i'll tell him i we i'll, dude, I'll tell, tell him i gave him a been- shot i you gave I, a uh, shout
0: Make sure to get his permission, but...
1: <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell him that I mentioned him on here, but uh, yeah, shout-out, man.
0: So let's move on to the last phase of this podcast, which you don't know about. Oh, sweet. So you've seen the pictures of China. The mm-hmm. Pollution is gone. You've seen the pictures of Venice. The water is clear. And you're seeing people smiling on the streets, and people are working from homes, and things are shifting. And there's a lot of good that's coming out of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like when this blows over? Do you think that some of the good things that we've learned are going to stick? Or are we going to snap back like an elastic band?
1: Ben, I hope that they stick. But just knowing myself <laughs> and my community, I think that we're going to do pretty good for a while. Uh-huh. This is what I mean. I've been saying this recently to friends like, man, things are going to be different. How, how significant? I don't know. Yeah. But the thing that I've really focused on right now that's, that's brought me a sense of calm is like, How much value can I add to the people around me in my community? I know that I forget that all the time when things are good. At least my personal takeaway is going to be like, all right, how do I continue to add value to the people around me? Whether that's being helpful to like new white belts and stuff like that in jujitsu, just being cool to them and being how I would have liked to have been treated by the black belts when I was a white belt. Mm -hmm. Um, To just having more time for other people, being more generous. Will we just snap back? I hope not. I really hope not, and I I don't know. But how long did it take for us to go back to normal from like nine eleven? It was such a different time because we just kind of like,
0: well, but this is different. This is nine, different. This is nine eleven every day.
1: Yeah, I know. But it, I'm still trying to remember like some of the good takeaways. I think we were kind to one another for a little while after nine eleven. But then like I don't know. I hope we don't snap back. You know, it's 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 made me actually think about like just how nice the city is right now. I'm like does this mean i just have to be in my car less i was kind of thinking about this with like my surfboards i, I have a lot of surfboards i'm always fixating on like which one to ride and stuff like that and i'm like what if i can't buy surfboards for five years <laughs> i have these boards till now yeah or until then and i was like who cares i'll make do okay. it's all good i don't i don't need that much shit yeah you know like all, all the stuff that i'm attached to yeah it's, it's stupid stuff it's just small reminders
0: okay well brad i think we're good Cool. Um, thank you so much. Thanks and for I look having forward me. Forward to our next podcast, which is probably going to be pretty soon. Sweet. I got a lot of time on my hands, folks. All right? Cool. All right, take care. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening. Pertinent information stemming from this podcast will appear in the program notes. Should you have any questions or would like to be a guest on my show, you may contact me at benjaminrussick at gmail.com or go to my website at benjaminrussick.com. I also encourage you to subscribe, share, and all the rest. Thanks again. And remember, whenever you find that your plate is full sometimes you need to push a few things off to the side and sometimes you just need a bigger plate.